The Ukulele Road Trips Podcast, Episode 10. Yes, it's living up to expectation, leaving no heart unmoved by the Ukrainian romantic Lvov capital Lviv. A trumpeter handy haggling tips the Jewish past and a local love song to smoothly woo you in this Ukulele Road Trips Podcast. Off we go. Well, hello and welcome to this love-filled podcast. Love is all around and mostly because I'm in a lovely city and because I've got lovely guests with me. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Ben. How are you today? Fine, thanks. Well, that's good to hear. Nata. Hi. Good to have you. <laughs> good to have you. <laughs> you on, I didn't finish my sentence on okay. the podcast. Ostap, how are you doing? Uh, great, fine. Singing voice is ready? Uh, singing. Yeah. Are we going to sing? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I will force Let's you Let's see. <laughs> well, we're here in the lovely city of Lviv. Oh, Lvov. Can I say Lvov? Oh, you know, it's in Russian. Uh, it's uh, it's proper, but it's in, it's a Russian version. Ukrainian version is Lviv. Lviv has got a very varied history and uh, hence the many names it's got. Do you know a few others, maybe, Nata? Yeah, of course. It's a Lemberg and the Lion City. Or so Lemberg is in... Uh, it's a German. 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 Any others? And also Polish is Lvov. Lvov? Yeah. Lvov voulez dans... Lvov. Not that one. And Leopolis in Latin, I think. It's in, yeah. it's in Latin, yeah. and uh, because the first history of Lviv was written in Latin, it was in 17th century, and it was uh, called Leopolis Triplex, Triple Lviv. Oh, so the first uh, look back on... Yes. Uh, well, this is the second that we're going to do. The first yes. one was in the 17th <laughs> century, the, the main one. And this is the second main one, it's the Lviv podcast. We're not only going to look back on the history, of course, we're going to have a look at the... Uh, state of current affairs, the current day Lviv, and uh, well, current Lviv is in Ukraine, and it's got a, a very special status uh, because of this geographical position and its history, it's the uh, European center, maybe, of Ukraine. Can I say that? Yes, you can. Yes. Can I? Okay. Why, <laughs> Teresa? Uh, because of location of Lviv and um, because of visitors from a lot of European and not only European countries. That's why we can call Lviv like the capital of tourism in uh, Ukraine. And people are living in a very, very European way, of course. It's, I mean, or should I say they're, they're living in a much more European way. Lvivians. Lvivians. Oh, I, I apologize for this terrible pun, by the way. It's I don't know. But I, I have a system that I um, devised to get all the puns out of the way mm-hmm. for today. I'm just going to make a few and then stop. Yes. Okay. Love, love, something like this. <laughs> and then, mm, I can be with or without you. I can be who wants to live forever. Who wants to live forever. Something stupid like I love you. <laughs> so, okay, that's my good, nice versions. Yeah, you are real talent in making uh, replicas oh. of uh, world hits, you're depending very... on the place where you actually yeah. are. Well, you're very good at lying, Ostap. Thank you very much. For <laughs> yes, I am professional. <laughs> Let's jump straight to the heart of the matter and to the heart of this romantic city, to uh, Rinox Square. Um, Rinox Square is the very central square of the old city and it's got a big building in it which is called 
City yeah. Tower, Ratusha. Ratusha. Ratusha, yeah. What it is, it's lots of, it's a square. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Rinok Square, the, the hint is in the name. Lots of houses around it mm-hmm. and the city hall in the middle and very, lots of very famous houses on, the, on that square. And the four fountains, uh, which mark four angles of the uh, market square. And it was really market until uh, the Second World War, until 1939. It really functioned as, functioned as a marketplace. You can still buy things. Um, if you stop uh, these girls dressed in traditional coats, you can yeah. buy a lot. But it's theater, you know. <laughs> yeah, but actually, um, in the Christmas uh, celebrating yeah. our East, uh, Easter, mm-hmm. we have a real, well, a real market mm-hmm. in this place. Mm, yeah. It's nice to give it back its old feel. Do you have a favorite house, Teresa, on that uh, square with all these very famous facades? It's the most. Um important building for me it's Ratusha because you can climb up and you can see all the beautiful view of the city so this is this for me the best place in oh, you can look around and you can see all the great view it's lots of stairs yeah lots you, of stairs do you do that every day not every day of you course you be very fit because <laughs> <laughs> I did it once I was exhausted you know and especially if you arrive at the top and it's cloudy it's like ah oh, no <laughs> Why? Do you have a favorite building on the Rinox Square yourself, um, Nata? Yeah, it's probably it's a black house mm-hmm. because it's a funny story about it. Ooh, what's the story about the black house, Nata? <laughs> well, actually, that it's not first, it, it, it's not black at all. That's yeah. the first story, I oh. suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's, mm, the mostly fu- funny story about house on the Rinox Square, I think. So because it's actually not black house. It was not mm-hmm. black, but uh, with uh, like uh, old heaters and uh, fireplaces, uh, it was like uh, dirty. And uh, the owner thinking that oh, I should clean it all the time. Oh no, I just painted in black. <laughs> so <laughs> and now it's a black house. And a famous uh, famous museum. Yeah, uh, actually, it's a museum about the Ukrainian diaspora. I think. Uh, this historical museum about Ukrainian diaspora. So yeah, it's famous and it's interesting. But the, in the Rinox Square, the old museum is really good. So it's not the only one. Well, if we can come back to the heart of the heart, mm-hmm. not the Lion's Hut, but the heart of the Lion City, the uh, town hall. What did you say it was called? Ratusha. 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 Well, apparently. Oh wait, I wrote the page, page number six. Okay, <laughs> I prepared this, you know. Page number six. Uh, apparently in the uh, 1800s, 1826, there was a fracture in the town hall mm-hmm. and, um, and then uh, the Burgemeister set out to find some specialists to ask some questions and then they all said, no, no, it's fine, all the specialists analyze everything. And then uh, some guy called Kafka the Comforter came out of the building shouting, my Meisters, the town hall is falling. And uh, I'll just read you a little extract of, of this. Um, it crashed on top of two soldiers, five construction workers, mm-hmm. and the town's trumpeter. Trumpeter, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The latest duties were to proclaim the time on the hour and sound the alarms in the event of fire and other disasters. In the execution of his task, he would insert his trumpet into the jaw stone of the lion. And then the author adds, unfortunately, on this occasion, he was unable to perform this duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The Burgmeister has a big meeting today with all his advisors in search to discuss the important matter of the beautiful and great town hall which worries us very much There's a big crack in the tower The concern of the hour So inside it, they're having this big meeting today And outside, we can hear the trumpeter play The commission has examined the issue throughout and had a look at the cracks. There's really nothing to be worried about. It's impossible for it to collapse. It's so solidly built. It could last for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's very reassuring news. And to the trumpet outside, and themselves, these relieved cheers. And the commission do run for your lives It's collapsing the roof and the tower And it does fall and crushes the trumpet player <laughs> So did you enjoy the song? Yes, it was great. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, not too much, not too much. <laughs> right, well, from uh, Lviv buildings to what goes on inside of those yeah. buildings, mm -hmm. drinks, beer and coffee all around. I don't know, there's a very coffee feel Mm -hmm. uh, to the city of Lviv, isn't it? I mean, even the smell, well, especially in the coffee manufacture, yeah. but that's because they're actually making the mm -hmm. coffee in the entrance. Is that your favorite place to have a coffee yourself, Meta? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. That's why I take it in this place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you didn't show me underneath. They put a helmet yeah. on your head and they can take you down to... I don't know what it is exactly. Oh, uh, well, actually, I don't know how it in English, you know? Mm. A mine? Mining. Mine, yeah. Coffee yeah, mining. Mine. Oh, so yeah. was it really a mine before? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's, it's a legend, of course, but it's a very fresh legend. Uh, I would say it's uh, an attractive mm. idea. Uh, yes, of course, because to, many places mm -hmm. here have uh, signature gimmicks, mm -hmm. signature jokes or uh, traits yeah. of humor. Mm -hmm. There's a very special uh, Lviv sense of humor, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a, a favorite place to drink coffee yourself? Actually, Manufacture um, is the best place for drinking coffee and it attracts 
because you can wear this helmet, go mm -hmm. down and maybe it feel like a man who is, uh, um, how to say... Um, a miner? Uh, yeah, a mi like a miner. Yes, and it's very nice and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and the smell of the coffee as is much great, as a miner yeah. as a, a miner ordering a very nice cup of coffee, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very comfortably seated. Yeah, and the, in Lviv manufacturers, like the the most uh, the smell is uh, the hardest smell, no, mm -hmm. the coffee. You, mm, it's in the air. Hardest the smell. Air, yeah, the hardest well, smell. Yeah. yeah, well, in Lviv, I must say, very much like love, coffee is in the air. Isn't it? Uh, Actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about these restaurants with uh, gimmicks because that's one of them. Well, it's a cafe, but it's got this uh, this jokey mm -hmm. uh, descending to the minefield. Do you know? Uh, do you know any others, Nata? Well, of course. Uh, it's actually in the beer you can uh, go any in any place and drink <laughs> a good coffee. But uh, for me, probably it's a Ziba. You know, they have a really great coffee with a fire and other interests. Oh no, I meant with the gimmicks, with the jokes. For example, oh. you know, the expensive Galician... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> you mean the gold rose. No, no, the no. most expensive Galician, Galician ah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. At the, the, yes. the Renex Square, yes. Yeah. yes. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, remember. when we ate there? Yeah. <laughs> so how, what is that like? Explain to the listener. It was a great, you know, like... A, a really kind man when you just came in. <laughs> it was a great apartment, not only a restaurant, I mean. Yes, because we, we plan on going to this apparently very nice restaurant and you knock on the door with nothing on it and... Like the old, old guy uh, opens the door and just say, oh, you want some tea or maybe uh, potato, yeah. I don't know. He offered, he offered us uh, eggs in his, uh, yes, in his <laughs> nightgown. <laughs> and suggested we should go in his room and that his apartment is very small. Yeah, it's like small old Lviv apartment. Yeah. And when you agree to go to his bathroom, you actually enter in this <laughs> restaurant. So that's the kind of humor uh, you can find here. Do you know any others yourself? Well, have you been at the um, Golden Rose? Yes. Uh, it's my favorite gimmick. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> May I ask you? <laughs> oh, because I'm not very good at haggling and it's at good haggling. practice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Because, oh, you want to explain to the listener what happens when you go there, when you get the bill? Okay, well, it's, uh, you don't have the fixed price and uh, the menu, so you have to, to discuss the price. It is made in a uh, Jewish style. As yes, we must mention know, it's, it's a Yiddish heritage uh, Jewish restaurant. It's a Jewish, it's a Jewish, it's an old uh, Jewish um, so the fact that part of the, of the city mm. where the, the old uh, synagogue was. Uh, it was bombed in uh, 1941 and it was, it was a Renaissance synagogue, so it was mm. built in the uh, 15th century. It was a big drama. We, 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 uh, if you, uh, oh, if you are attentive... Get, to the yeah. get back to the haggling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you like. <laughs> so you don't, have, you, don't, you don't have fixed price. And you, you have to, you have to <laughs> discuss with, with, a, with, an, uh, uh, with a waiter and... Uh, are you good at that? Have you ever managed to get a good discount on your coffee? No, I'm not good. No? I'm not good. You're not good. good. But if you don't want to discount the price with them, they just can bring you a, a receipt and that's all. So it's like, mm. depends on you. If you want to try this, you can. But if you don't want, they will but just bring you a, a receipt and that's all. 
Well, that's very entertaining for sure. And it, yeah. I mean, the fact that I, I didn't know when I went in and the fact that it's a Jewish restaurant made it all mm -hmm. the, the funnier. It's kind of the, a joke on themselves, I guess. Have you ever, Teresa, been uh, whipped in the Mazoba? Uh, no, never. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that, isn't that not something you'd like to try out? Um, actually, I wouldn't like to try that, but some of my friends have been there and they were um, beaten <laughs> by this lady. Basically, this you restaurant. can order a drink and get whipped. Uh, yeah. According to which cocktail you choose. Have you ever tried that? Oh, no, still not. <laughs> still, still not? Hmm. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Does, doesn't this kind of stuff appeal to you, Osta? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, but I, I think I appreciate oh, I appreciate can, the idea. You, you can know? do that at home, of course. Your wife is just next to you. I'm not a very big fan of uh, oh, she's this, these practices. Oh, she's winking. But yeah, <laughs> but and uh, again. I now she's doing the whipping movement. <laughs> You can't see because she's behind you, but it's very it's a very good idea to make uh, this sort of uh, of uh, yeah of <laughs> restaurant. Uh, do you do you know uh, Leopold von Zacher Mazoch? Do you know this name? Not personally. Not personally. <laughs> oh, it's good for you. <laughs> is that the person on which the bar is based around? Uh, uh, yes, he was he was uh, he was born in Lviv. He was uh, an Austrian famous Austrian writer. Oh who created uh, uh, the term, he didn't create the term, but he, he described for the first time in literature and culture, he, he, he described enjoyed, this practice. He enjoyed being whipped, basically. Yeah, yes, and he described it in, in his mm. short stories. Right. And then uh, one of the psychiatrists yes. uh, uh, invented this term, masochism. Well, I think the lesson from that is be very careful when you order your coffee with whipped cream. I think at Mazoba. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a special order. You have special to, to order specially, but you can order it to someone else. You know, you can order. Yeah. It, you can make a, a gift for someone else oh, for one nice. of your friends. You know, you can nice. get get free drinks and yes, yes. and suddenly the, the girl bad camps comes out. And oh, yes, it begins. And also, there is a sculpture of. Um, a mazoch near this uh, cafe and you can put uh, your hand uh, on his pocket and you mm, can make your wish okay. and some people say that these wishes can be like um, true in mm -hmm. the future so you can try but the main wish is inside <laughs> well, you can, oh, okay. well you can try it's it's hit and miss i guess yeah, yeah it was uh, yeah. It's a not funny joke but i needed to <laughs> kill the momentum for this song i want to go back to the uh, yiddish uh, jewish restaurant the golden rose mm -hmm. I wrote a little song. I feel you liked it. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot because, well, the coffee was delicious. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I thought I was going to get a free coffee when I tried to exchange the coffee for a song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you manage to do it? Mm -hmm. No, it didn't work. I had to pay more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because of, because of the song. Like you. <laughs> yeah. I fell under your charm as soon as I entered the place My gaze wandered around till I reached your face You are as graceful and assured as your eyes are green The most beautiful waitress that I have ever seen Despite all that my complaints you must hear Oh, who's and beer? Lay, 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 lay
to share with you the drink that you did serve and sip of the, oh sorry and slip a golden rose in your dark hair that sweetly curls. I would invite you to join me for the most expensive galaxian of dishes, just to touch your red lips. That's my only wish. Oh, no, 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 no. Despite all that my complaint, you must hear. For hummus and beer. Hey, great, fine. <laughs> so, did you try on the hummus and beer there? Uh, no, I, well, they have this flatbread that you get anyway, oh, you mm-hmm. know, the one that most. And it, the fish? Didn't. didn't Mansa. Mansa. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm, have you been there, Tilda? Yes. Do you enjoy it? Yes. I, very much. Does it make you very poor because of your poor haggling skills? Right. Are you good at negotiating? Um, I tried, but um, they didn't make a big discount for me, just 10 grimas. Oh, <laughs> no. No, the trick is that's much. <laughs> the trick is not to say what you think is fair, the trick is to say something ridiculously low, and then maybe you meet in the middle. But 10 grimas is also okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ten grivna, you can get a whip at Mazoba, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's take a little break. Um, I've got a little advert. Yes, this is the advert, and it is to tell you that you should keep an eye out for upcoming Christmas albums. Ukulele-themed, probably. Also, remember you can uh, support the website by getting a little postcard from the ukuleles and myself, Ben, yours truly. Um, I draw on them and things like that. And I think that's about it. Oh, visit my website, ukuleleroadtrips.com. It's all right. Oh, we're back. Uh, Would you like to talk a little bit maybe about history? Maybe the listener is listening and wondering, well, obviously Lviv has got such a diverse culture and background, but how did this all happen? Because in Lviv we have uh, many different styles of architecture, many different even languages have been spoken throughout the centuries here. How did this all start? Well, I, to introduce this history bit, I've got a song called The History Bit. Well, before us, there were people too. They did stuff, stuff just like the stuff we do. Except the stuff they did do was well before, before me and you. Like, uh, oh, Nata? <laughs> like, basically, what happened? 
so you know that uh, from the very beginning, Lviv uh, was Lviv uh, was founded in 13th century, and in in the very beginnings of uh, of Lviv, uh, it was it was on a on a crossroads of the different paths, different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first uh, prince of uh, Lviv was he was Rusin. He was Eastern Slav. First, it was uh, Rusin. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was Polish. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the mid time, it was uh, inhabited by Germans. Germans built the first uh, stone city in ah, Gothic yes, style. They were in the 16th century, I think that is. No, no f- 13th mm-hmm. to 15th. Yes, it was in the 13th, 14th century. Yes. In 16th century, it burned. Everything was. Oh, all the good German work. A it's big like, fire. It's like crashing a BMW. It's like, oh, yeah, look at yeah, all yeah, the effort yeah. the Germans put a into A big this. fire, big fire. And then, then, uh, then the Italians built the Renaissance Lviv. So then it was under Polish power for a long, long centuries until 1939. And then it was under Soviet power. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, local, but the local, yeah, the local power is where things wrong or stuff. Yeah. I think. Oh yes, <laughs> my detector of light. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, politically, it was under uh, under Austrian power, but local powers have always been Polish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's but, been a great mix of Christian faiths as well. Different religions have been living uh, side by side, yeah. and as well, there was a large uh, Jewish. Yeah, uh, population around here, which uh, makes for very varied mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. Uh, Orthodox. Yeah, uh, what other one help me out? Now? Greek Catholic, Greek Catholic uh, Roman Catholic, Catholic uh, Jewish, and we also had uh, uh, Tatars who, who who had their their own church, not the church, but they, their own own temple, mm. and the others Karaims. Do you know who are, who are, who are Karaims? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they were pirates uh, of the Karaims. Karaims. They they were they originate from uh, Crimean Peninsula mm. and they they were uh, close mm. close close closely to, to Jews in uh, in his face okay. in their face. Do you have one that stands out? Maybe of the churches in the center around Renox Square. There are a lot. Do you have a favorite one, Nata? Yeah, it's Armenian church. Church. Armenian church. Armenian church. Yeah, right. because it's not only the church. It's a, like a, um, it's more um, like older than Orthodox and Catholicism, Christian. It's it was before uh, they separated, uh, so it's really really um, like an old face. And uh, this church is is simple but it's great. It's a good mm-hmm. atmosphere here, not mm-hmm. so pressure like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, other churches. I, I can't agree that it's simple. It's not simple. It's decorated and uh, it has decorations uh, from the very beginnings, from the uh, Renaissance times, and it's also it was also decorated in a modernist style. So it's yeah. a big great mixture. Yes, it is a mix, but it's not that overloaded. Like no, 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 no. It's not that simple. I mean, mm-hmm. like the simply presented. Yeah. Yeah. Not over, not over decorated. It's not so yeah. great or something. It's just <laughs> it, beautiful. It has its atmosphere. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's been uh, a, a lot of, of course, Polish and then Austrian influence. Am I right mm-hmm. in thinking that is it is the Austrian influence, especially? Mm-hmm. Uh, starting at the beginning of the 1800s, that shaped the city that we enjoy mm-hmm. and yeah. live today. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The it's the the, mo- the mostly the buildings in the center of the city 
uh, were built uh, in uh, Austrian times. Mm -hmm. And in an Austrian style, lots of them, and yes. they, they reshaped the city and um, yeah, and they brought, they brought Teresa. What did they bring? It's a test. <laughs> we, I think we mentioned it a little bit. Beer and coffee. Beer yes, and coffee. Sure. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> What's your favorite place to enjoy beer? Um, actually, I don't like beer so much, but no. uh, if to taste it, um, maybe um, Robert, uh, the house of Robert Dooms. Yeah, it is near the Lviv's um, beer uh, fabric. That's we also have one beer. more modern beer fabric. It's on Renwick Square. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was opened some months ago. Mm -hmm. And you can find a lot of um, like variety of beer. And um, the bottles were created in a very uh, interesting way with um, stems of uh, Putin or Angela Merkel or Obama, so it's like very, um, it attracts people, you know, from yeah. other countries. And they have their own orchestra, you know. Yes, I do know. Beer, <laughs> beer orchestra. Is that okay. case, is that, sorry, is that, uh, not case of beer, is that building by any chance called Pravda? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that place a lot. It's really? fantastic. They've got a band in the middle of this building and all around it different sta stairs of uh, mm -hmm. different flights of, um, sorry, the book. Le Flour, floors. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yes. Different Flour. floors with where people can eat and yeah. you can all see the mm -hmm. central arena of the band playing. Yeah. Which is yeah. Lots of fun. yeah, that's because it was a store. You know, it's uh, the, the small, uh, small shops have uh, been there. And all that because of yeah. the Austrian love of beer, eh? Yeah, it goes, it, it goes a long way. Okay. Exactly, it was built in uh, Austrian times. That building. That building. Not that the building. band platform. <laughs> no. And, and the 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 um, you know the sound system. I think is more recent. Yes, I think so. I think it's it's more modern. Are there any things that we can still see today or feel from the Polish heritage? Uh, yes, you know the Poles uh, began to uh, to build. Uh, uh, much in the city during the mid-war times, during medieval the medieval, not the medieval, but mid-war time. Oh, uh, mid-war time uh, in twentieth oh. century, when it was it was it was the part of uh, after the first world war. After or? the first world war, so the uh, mostly the Polish buildings are in the um, functionalist cons constructivist style. They are not as impressive as the Austrian uh, or, of course, Renaissance or Baroque architecture is. Oh, right. So outside of the Rinox Square. Of course. Outside of, the, outside of the center. Of course, yes. <laughs> well, very much like all the other tourists, I've been very much just in the center. In the old town. Too much, too in, much. I think they have to enjoying beer and spread coffee a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, because maybe it's a bit crowded for you guys in the summer, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yes, you, I remember you mentioning that, Nathan. Teresa, what do you think? Renwick Square is very over, it's overcrowded uh, in summertime and during the winter holidays, Christmas mm. and New Year, uh, because in Christmas we have a big, uh, to say, uh, market with a lot of traditional things, uh, which attracts uh, people and um, we have uh, uh, for example, Vertep, it's a uh, Ukrainian uh, tradition of um, celebrating Christmas. Uh, when people Christmas performance. Cr Christmas performance, mm -hmm. yes. And people enjoy it very much and they come at the time to Lviv and just enjoy it. Oh, so who, who visits Lviv? 
Cool. Um, I know you know that yeah. because the reason you're here is I phoned the tourist info today and I had you on the phone and then I tried to convince you to come to a podcast this evening. Okay. <laughs> so I know you know about these things. Um, the five top countries um, from where people come, it's uh, Poland, uh, Germany, uh, United States, Mm -hmm. uh, Turkey and uh, tourists from Ukraine, like from the um, uh, southern part and mm -hmm. uh, from other cities, part. basically. Oh, other cities. Yes. yes, southern and eastern. Basically, it's all the rest of Ukraine. <laughs> yes, because we're Ukraine. at the very western <laughs> part. So, 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 oh, we had the audience chipping in. You forgot to mention <laughs> the central part. Thanks, audience. <laughs> good call. Good call. Central Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Cherkasy and other beautiful, beautiful yes, cities. Uh, Kiev yeah. is, in fact, it's central Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> And Very central. <laughs> Extremely central. Most. And that's a fact. What are the Austrians and Polish people's points of view today that you meet and that you help visit the city? Uh, you mean what, um, what would they like to see? No, I mean the Polish people who visit the city, they feel it's very much part of their heritage still. Even if all the Polish people were moved back to Poland during the communist times, what is their feeling today when they visit? Um, Lviv mm. or Lvov, as they call it. Uh, some of them think that they are coming, uh, you know, um, that they are uh, like at home. They feel like at home here, and some of them just come to 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 see the um, the history of uh, Poland and Ukraine. They mm. some of them feel like at home, and some them feel like a tourist here. So it okay. depends on people. Mm -hmm. So some of them would probably annoy you a little bit, Nata, by, <laughs> by, by thinking that this is a sort of Poland. <laughs> and some of them you'd probably be very happy showing around. Isn't that that's the consensus, is it? Yeah. <laughs> since, since I'm older, uh, I, I am probably... But I remember, I remember the... the <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Now it's your turn to make compliments. Um, and lie, of course. Uh, I, I remember the 90s, 1990s, and uh, I remember the, po the Poles, the first uh, tourists from Poland mm -hmm. uh, who, who were coming here in 90s. Mm -hmm. And they were a uh, little bit older of the older generation who probably remembered something uh, mm. from they they feel they felt that city as their uh, home city and uh, mm. they even used the old maps from See, the mid-war times oh, wow. with different names of the streets and squares and they were absolutely lost that was very funny really <laughs> well that's a nice uh, overview of the well, the history. We, we kind of flew over that bit, the yeah, history yeah, bit. Yeah. But I'm glad because, to be honest, it's too complicated. It's the Polish come, the yes, it's, come. It's it's hi Lviv's history is really too complicated. But still, we can yeah. say that. Yeah. We've talked about all the things that used to be. It seems that our mood today was shaped by history. For example, lots of Polish people coming in and being back during the 60s, 70s and 80s, for example. Yes. yes! Ooh, well, Lviv is a city of Lvov, sorry, of love, isn't it? Oh. I mean, it's a, it's a romantic place where romantic things happen, isn't it? Do, do romantic things happen, Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> With some people, yes. With some, no. Oh, no. oh you are so septic. <laughs> Not <to be> <laughs> Skeptic. So skeptic. Nata, what is your feeling about that? It's a, it's a charming city. I think it's yeah, a, it's I a, think so. It's a good setting for 
you know, these kind of stories? Yeah, I think it's perfect because, you know, this old romantic atmosphere and uh, like a, a little um, small streets and I don't know, it's really mm. beautiful. So, of course, it, especially when you came from the, from the other cities, so it looks really beautiful and romantic. Mm -hmm. It is very different than from other cities that I, I've, uh, I've seen. Well, it sounds different as well because everybody speaks Ukrainian, of course which uh, I haven't heard before in, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, do you know why uh, Lviv is um, romantic? Because some people even uh, say that it's like a small Paris. That's why when people come <laughs> here, they feel like in, a, in, a, in Paris, you know, and some romantic scenes mm. come to their heads. I think <laughs> Does anyone in Paris say that Paris really is a big I Lviv? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I it would be so. <laughs> Like you know, Paris. I definitely believe you that some people say that. I'm pretty sure they're from Lviv, though. From <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read? Um, I've got this lovely book where I got this story from the uh, Rinok Square uh, Town Hall. It's called The Legends of Old Lviv. And um, oh, thank you for the book, by the way, Nata. It's really kind of you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll just read to you the introduction of the chapter on love. Love. Is there any feeling more trivial and yet sublime? Our city has witnessed so many love stories, both happy and unhappy. Maybe some of them are yours. You're obviously very happy also, because your wife is just next to you, you know. Yes. Lovingly caressing your shoulder. <laughs> of course. No, I'm joking, she's on the phone. Our city boasts girls whose beauty is greater than can be found in any other city in the world. That's a big statement from this guy. I mean, mm -hmm. so, but it's actually true. The most popular song of the 20th century about our city, only in Lviv, says in our sweet city the ladies are like nectar, chocolate and honey. Mm -hmm. Did yes. I say that this you know is that the song? book of fairy tales about Lviv? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm now sure. you see. I'm sure, I'm sure some bits of it are true. Some of them, of course, yes. Um, do you know this song? The melody, I remember the melody then. The melody is It was pretty popular um, during the Polish times and mm. exceptional city for love and uh, nice, uh, nice spending of time with your uh, uh, loved, beloved person. Because lots of love stories happening on the very uh, square that we've been talking about, the Rinox Square. Do you, mm -hmm. do you know of any uh, love legends? Oh, I'm here. I'm listening to a lot of this, but I don't remember. No, oh, did you know there was a Lviv Romeo and Juliet? Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually read this story, and basically there's a Romeo. He's not called Romeo. He's called Michelini. Mm -hmm. Italian, of course, what he does, he falls in love with a beautiful woman. And the woman gets the plague, dies, and while she's dying, he doesn't care and still goes to see her. The end. Very <laughs> yeah. do, do you know the legend? I don't know whether uh, there is uh, something about that uh, uh, in, the, in this fairy tale book, <laughs> but it was a true story about uh, Italian. Uh, Again, these Italians, about the Italian writer uh, from the late 15th century who came here and who mm -hmm. fell in love with local waitress in a, in a wine bar. It was a time when wine was uh, mostly drunk in, in Lviv. Not coffee, of course, because, well, because the, no one drank coffee at that probably time. Probably you couldn't drink the water supply. Of no. course not. Unlike today, <laughs> where it's perfectly clean and safe. Really? No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, don't drink the water. 
<laughs> yeah. But do drink the beer. It's delicious. Talking about love and um, you know surprising uh, romantic encounters, there was a Dominican passageway, wasn't there? Would you like to talk about that? Oh, That's you mean it's a great Dominican church? Yes, there is the this big church. It's still here in the middle yeah, of the city. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh well, it's not Dominican now. It uh, probably Greek. Very Catholic yeah. church, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's still a very beautiful place. And uh, in the house across was a brothel. Oh, brothel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like public house, mm-hmm. you know? Public house? Oh, the opposite. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah public in what way? Front, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you understand. I think I, well, yes. yes yeah. <laughs> ladies so with. They, they even have, still uh, have the, some, uh, like, erotic barrelief on mm. this house. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... Uh, they have uh, some, uh, you know, secret way uh, mm. under the ground. From under from the Dominican church. Yeah. <laughs> to go where exactly? <laughs> one of the public house. Yes, oh. it's one of the legends. Is it like one a library or? Actually, no. It's a really uh, like great uh, bookshop, bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So you you. He was so close, you know. Probably sells books about the very subject that these uh, monks were interested in. Yeah, yeah. Some erotic uh, novels, which they were probably first-hand experiencing. (laughs) Yes. But that, that was it was a legend. The second uh, this sort of place war, uh, was in the Jewish uh, part of the city near the s- city hmm. arsenal, city wall. They're probably Jewish brothels. Yes, but why not? Yes. It's yeah, why not? It was very popular. Brothels. It was very cheap there because the, no. it was cheaper to go to uh-huh. Jews than sure. to to go to yes, the because Dominican monks. <laughs> <laughs> because you can, you can haggle the price. That's why. Yes. So yes. if you're good at haggling, even yeah. in the brothels, probably. But in the very beginning, ah, in the very, you, you have to start with haggling the price, not not, <laughs> not after not the after the business. <laughs> no, it, no, it seems rude, doesn't it? Uh, a little bit. Seems rude discussing the price in a brothel. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it was a hard time. <laughs> well, to, people. to end this. <laughs> well, on the on the subject uh, of love and passion. And, and brothels, I guess, because we mentioned mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Never been. Have you, have, have you been to a brothel, Teresa? No. No. Don't mm. <laughs> um, <so laughs> worry, I'll cut that out. <laughs> Do you mind if I read a little bit of this uh, this beautiful uh, book a bit more? I mean, this guy Ilko Lemko, who wrote the Legends of Olive, he's very much in love with his city. It's it's uh, very entertaining to read. Yeah. Um, and he says this after a story where. Um, of course, a couple fall desperately in love on Bionok Square, and one of them, I don't know, burns himself or falls from a building or something. They die. It is fortunate that present-day Lviv rarely experiences such tragic incidents, but somewhat unfortunate that in our life today we no longer appear to possess the capability to love with such intensity and such full-blooded passion as did our great-grandparents. Which, which is strange, he would think, about his great-grandparents in that way. I mean, it's family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, can this really be true? Or is there within us a vestige of a spark waiting to be ignited and to burst into red-hot flames? Hmm. Maybe we can ask your wife about this. <laughs> Anya, do you think that we have we appear to have lost the capability to love with such intensity and such full-blooded it's passion? It's like we're lucky people. <laughs> <laughs> that we don't. That we did not. 
no, you experience such an intensity, but no, it was it was a. What, what do you think, Nanda? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's so. Maybe it's so. Yeah. Uh, I think we just idolized the past. Yeah. I don't think our great grandparents were, were you know, better <laughs> lovers than our generation. But I do think it's strange to try and compare. Actually, mm -hmm. a bit weird. Anyway, take us away from this weirdness. Would you like uh, so the listener can hear a bit of Ukrainian and a and a bit of your sweet voice? Would you like here to, live, sort of, to sing a love song to your wife? A love song to, of, of your choosing to to uh, close this little love chapter. And it is the city of of love of love. Mm. Are you serious now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should it be love song? Well, but it was. It wouldn't be. Um, you can just say it's about love, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter yeah. because mm -hmm. the listener does not speak Ukrainian. We're very much like mm -hmm. myself. Okay, one one of the. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to sing one of the of my favorite romances. You know, czy ty szczęśliwa była kwitko, kiedy prozoru i pecialnu. Тебе легку і безпричальну у натовпі зустрічаю зрідка. Тебе легку і безпричальну у натовпі зустрічаю зрідка. Коли я тихо відшумлю. І слід покриється роками. Чи скажеш ти тоді люблю і квітку покладеш на камінь? Чи скажеш ти тоді люблю, люблю і квітку покладеш? Oof, very nice. Mm, thank nice. you for playing. I, yeah, I, I did my best to spoil it, but it was still it's, your, your voice is too nice. <laughs> um, oh, uh, there's some a little something I wanted to mention. We had a, a little Jewish song, and we mentioned the Jewish community. But uh, the very sad truth is that although it did make up almost a third of the population before the war. Uh, it, it almost completely disappeared from the hundred thousands, like maybe five hundred that actually survived uh, the the Shoah and then the persecution also from the from the Russians maybe after. No, uh, the they were they were um, uh, uh, mostly transported up, uh, out of the city during the Second World War. Mm. Uh, we had we had a Jewish ghetto, one of the biggest ghettos uh, in uh, Eastern Europe was in Lviv. Mm. Unfortunately, two big synagogues were bombed in 1941. Mm. Oh, and I wanted to so, ask Teresa this. And today, do do you have uh, Jewish uh, tourists from uh, Israel, yes. maybe, or the uh, states? A lot of, and uh, they um, actually they uh, like to go to Jokva. It is a small city near Lviv, uh, where um, where a lot of Jewish um, people, like uh, in previous years. And uh, there were a big synagogue uh, that was also destroyed. And they um, like to go there, they take a guide and who showed them the synagogue, who um, tell them a lot of stories about um, from the from that times. And they um, 
in Lviv, they um, go to this um, Golden Rose uh, also. And the restaurant? restaurant? With the beautiful waitress that charges too much for hummus and beer. <laughs> yes. And I, I know, as far as I know, Jews do not like this place. But they go there. <laughs> they go there. They go there. Okay. Why not? I think it's a lovely charming place. And uh, what what do they uh, what do they enjoy the most in Lviv after they've haggled the price in the Golden Rose? <laughs> um, Have you spoken to some of them? It, was it is it an emotional journey back for some? For some, yes, uh, and even uh, we had one woman who uh, had some, um, who had, who still have some uh, relatives here mm -hmm. in Lviv, and she it was her uh, second time um, coming to Lviv, and she was even crying that oh I uh, just met my uh, relatives here, and uh, she was so surprised and she was uh, very impressed that um, from that times uh, she found uh, someone. Um, in Lviv, who was uh, from her family, you know, mm. and uh, it was nice because she was crying and she they were hugging each other in our office. It was. But it's good to see places like the uh, Golden Rose trying to revive that. They also mention it in their menu that it's uh, of course it's something that the city has lost, but there are some um, some a few trying to bring maybe this part of the beautiful heritage back. To, to the city of Lviv, it certainly enriches it, I mean... Yes, yeah. it's and important to remember it, because... Uh, and the best coffee that I've had was... And the yeah. coffee, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the beer, of course. Nata, to send us off, uh, on our way, after this, this uh, enjoyable podcast, just a, a bit of advice for maybe a listener wanting to come and visit this beautiful city of Lviv. What, what would you advise him to pack? In his bag. Probably lots of jumpers. Yeah, yeah, the warm thing, yeah, and uh, the umbrella. Umbrella. <laughs> it's the most important thing in the It's umbrella. Oh, and coat, rain boots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One more and coat. No, and you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, some thermos with uh, mm -hmm. something hot, hot drink, you know. I, I think it, it, was, it was one of um, uh, the most serious Anya's traumas after moving to Lviv. It's the it's Lviv weather, yeah. one of Lviv legends. It's a rainy, rainy and cloudy weather almost all the time. Yeah. Well, you've you've been here a few years already. Not have you managed to get used to the um, occasional grayness? Occasional grayness. Okay. That's not even English. Are you used? To, how are you adapting to the weather after all these oh, years? I'm not. <laughs> I'm always cold. It's hard to get adapted. Yeah, because I'm from Dnipropetrovsk. It's mm, probably yeah. the uh, like Kiev. Mm, the weather is, is not. I think it's much warmer. Yeah, yeah. It's south. Yeah, and mm. the other thing that I'm still not adapted. It's uh, we've not. It's not have a river here, you know. Uh, oh, like yeah. they have one, but, but it's not a real river, you know. It's un the one under, under the opera. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, the sewers. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. called Poltva. Mm -hmm. So it's really sad because I like the river and Lviv's a beautiful city. If we have the river here, it was probably the most beautiful city in the world, I don't know. But... Oh, according to this summer, <laughs> no, it definitely is far, far, far at the top of the most beautiful cities in the world so even without so I think with it would be too much it would be, yes it would be mind-blowingly beautiful and wonderful 
We'll, we'll try to build the river, especially for you, until oh. your next visit. I can we'll just try to do it. I can just go. dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry about the smells, but yeah. I can just go at the uh, attic or oh, underneath the opera, mm-hmm. and uh, you can actually smell it from there. So, <laughs> uh, but away from the smells, actually, which which I've, I've I mean, it's, the smells have been mainly coffee uh, for myself, so it's been very enjoyable. But a trait uh, to leave. Uh, the podcast with, I think, Teresa, is the warm-hearted aspect of the people from here. No? Uh, yes, people in Viv are very hospitable, um, very, very nice, very... Um, they always try to help you, so um, for you tourists and people who <laughs> wants to come to Viv uh, once, just come and you will be really surprised um, of people, uh, of hospitality here. If you're a tourist. How and about not only a like, <laughs> tourist, just a person who wants to come to the after after the surprised. after the tourists go to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> they're realizing. <laughs> well, that, that's very true. I can only confirm that it's uh, even if it's sometimes a bit chilly, the people are here are always very warm-hearted and unhelpful, uh, like. Yourself, Teresa, because as I mentioned, I phoned you. Up, I phoned you, you at the office today <laughs> and introduced myself as somebody who needed a podcast guest. And here you are. And are yourself to yourself? I phoned you. I think yesterday evening. Sent you a message. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and your wife's been so kind and just patiently waiting next to you, just yeah. stroking your hair. Her presence is very important because uh, it she doesn't let me lie. <laughs> it forces you to be to be yes very correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank you both to you too. Thank you, Nata, mm-hmm. for making it as well, despite the cold. Oh, it's okay. And the weather. <laughs> we can live here, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's cold. Yeah, we can live. Live, yeah, we can live. We can live it. Live it, please. Because even if clouds are in the sky, mm-hmm. Lvov is in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oof. Oh, this was amazing and I enjoyed it so very much, said the priest to the public house employee. <laughs> A big thank you to Teresa, Nata and Ostap for their wonderful contribution to this, the Levivian podcast. It was lovely, it will live long in our memory and it was delightful. It doesn't work, but see you soon. Bye-bye.